y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, the Casey Crew is back. What? Yeah, the reason I'm saying that is because <laughs> I was just in uh, Africa and I'm excited to be back. You know, and for everybody who's never been to South Africa or who, who, who's never been to Africa, I think it's definitely something you should put on your bucket list and definitely try to make it there. Now, I was on a flight with this uh, lady. She was, I would say she was in her 40s, between 40 and 50, maybe 50, mm-hmm. African-American woman. And uh, she pulled me to the side after the flight. Now, the flight's a long flight. It's about a 16-hour flight, mm-hmm. 16, 17-hour flight, which doesn't bother me because I can sleep 11 hours straight. I don't have to take any pills. I don't have to drink. I just sleep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And she pulled me to the side. She said, you know what you should talk about on your podcast? She was like, I listen to your podcast. I was like, oh, thank you. She just happened to listen to our podcast? She listens to the podcast, to yeah. Oh, really? And she was like, you know, you should talk about... Um, are women going on vacation by themselves just to enjoy life. She was like, there's so many of us out there that do it. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. So we just started talking and I just thought it was dope that she was out there just experiencing the world on her own. She didn't necessarily need her husband or Mm -hmm. her boyfriend or anybody. She just wanted to experience the world and I thought that was dope. So if she listens, I just want to say hello to her. But I just want to say South Africa. I want to explain how South Africa is for people that don't know. Um, I really want to take you next time. I mean, it was just, I, I was, the only people like, yeah, you said that last time, but you know what it is. <laughs> <Just to say. laughs> I'm only in Africa two days. Yeah. So to fly yeah, 32 hours for you or to bring the kids, it's just a lot, you know? It's not worth it. For me, it wouldn't have been worth it to take that long schlep over there to only be there for two days and then take the long schlep back. If we go, then I would want it to be like a nice extended right type of vacation right so like literally we left wednesday night and we landed thursday night Mm -hmm. um we landed about five o'clock we went to the hotel uh showered ate and then went straight to the club right to work Mm -hmm. and then the next day we flew to cape town so we landed in johannesburg had a show in johannesburg then the next day uh we went to cape town and had a show in cape town uh cape town is kind of like I guess it's one of the richest places of South Africa. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, Johannesburg reminds me of D.C., Washington, D.C. It's it's like, um, or uh, I would say L.A. slash New York, meaning that there's a lot of outdoor restaurants. It's kind of faster. And Cape Town is more like Miami. So it's like set on the beach. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful, you know, very pretty. It's very, very nice. So I had a great time out. In South Africa. Shout to uh, Les, who is a rapper out there that's pretty big. He's doing very, very well. And uh, he always shows me the best time out there. I mean, and we just had a great time for, you know, top of the, the best restaurants to eat at. You know, it's just mm-hmm. he always shows out when we go in, you know. But the best part about it is going to his house. And his mother cooks for everybody. <laughs> and shout to shout to mama, because that's what we called the mama. And she cooked an amazing meal. And, you know, I tried to help her clean up after. She was like, no. So mm-hmm. she just, just reminded me of just like, you know, like reminded me of home. Right. Which right. was which was dope. And she was like, next time you bring the kids and bring the family, come on out. So I was like, all right, next time. So shout to uh South Africa. Um now, I fucked my detox up going to South Africa. What? Yes, you did, as I predicted. I I'm did. just saying. I did. Not that I was wishing weight gain on you the way that you were wishing weight gain on me in the last podcast. I was just pointing out the obvious. Right. And tell them to what degree you messed up your detox. I lost 13 pounds before I went out to South Africa, and then I gained eight 
for when I came back. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still down five. But you know, you know what it is? Is and this is I knew this was gonna happen. When when I went out there, they give you the world. Mm-hmm. So they want and you wanna try everything. Like they're giving you food that they eat and that they mix and you just wanna try everything mm-hmm. to say this is what it is. And they drink a lot in South Africa. Uh-huh. So everything is Take a shot. Let's take a shot. Let's take a shot. Mm-hmm. What what do they call? Uh, I can't even think of the name of the drink. Um, microbiters or I don't know what it is. Okay, I, but is and they drink all day, so you wind up drinking with them. Mm-hmm. And every time you take a shot, you're taking a shot, and then you realize, fuck, I just fucking drank this detox back. So you drank um, the detox back. I love yeah. the way you put things. Sometimes. Yeah, I got rid of the detox and I just drank the shit back. So when I got back, I felt like a piece of shit. So, but it's cool. <laughs> But I knew I knew I was going to do that, you know, because I knew we were getting on another detox and now I can really cleanse because I don't have to go back to South Africa and feel strange when everybody's eating and drinking. I'm sitting on the side eating fruit. Right. Right. So uh-huh. now Guy and I are creating or oh, we're starting this detox. It's a 30 day detox. I can't even believe it. Now, I love you to death, babe. I love you. Where's with all- the butt? You, there's a butt. Yeah, there's a butt. There's a butt. There is a butt. I don't see you finishing this detox. Why? We started today. We started today. I took my five supplements in the morning. Right. I took them again at about one o'clock. I had two avocados, which I was able to season with some kind of organic onion powder, Mm -hmm. some type of organic salt that I'm allowed to use. Hawaiian black salt. Hawaiian black salt and cayenne pepper, organic cayenne pepper. My avocado. I've never just had a plain avocado seasoned. I usually have it on a salad or have it in a burger or I can eat the hell out of some guacamole. Um, But I've never just had it sliced and seasoned and it was actually delicious. So I had that. I had your blood oranges, Uh um, your black seeded grapes, uh, kiwi Mm -hmm. and mango, which wasn't ripe enough. So I was disappointed with my mango. But I'm only one meal into this detox right now. Right. It's Monday and it's not dinner time yet. The best time to eat is between 12 and 1 o'clock. That's for lunch. As a lunch mm-hmm. and then between 5 and 7 as a dinner. But I'm allowed to eat as much fruit in between as I'd like. As I'm told, you can't have enough fruit and the type of fruit that we're having is giving us energy. All right. So I'm one meal in. Why do you doubt me? Do you know how much it took for me to commit to this? Because you already like... Well, what else is there? What else is on that list? I need to see what else is on that list because I like options. There ain't that much options when it comes to fruit in motherfucking March when it's snowing outside. <laughs> April when it's snowing outside. Uh-huh. It's not that many options. So we'll see if you can stand. Like my seven day was tough, but 30 motherfucking days. Woo! The only thing that I'm worried about mm-hmm. is that I'm going to lose weight. And when I asked Jesse about it, uh-huh. who is the health coach. Mm-hmm. She said to just beef up on my portions. But sometimes when people lose weight, like their face starts to get sunken mm-hmm. and they don't. People usually asso- associate weight loss with looking healthier. Right. Sometimes people lose weight and they look unhealthy. Correct. And I don't want to fall into that category. Right. But we're Do not, you know what I mean? We're not doing this for weight loss. We're doing this for This is my point. I body. don't want that to be one of my casualties. I don't want to lose weight. Well, I don't want to lose weight, period. And I especially don't want to lose weight to a point where it shows on me. I can't lose my TNA. You know what I mean? Right. You can't lose your tits and ass. I, I, I can't. I can't lose that. And I definitely don't want it to show in my face. Right. So 
hopefully that that's not the case. So I'm going to, that's why I had two avocados today instead of just one. Okay. So yeah, it seems as though it's not going to be the easiest thing when you're coming from where I'm coming from and that being like a real foodie. Right. So if you want to see what we're doing, it's the detoxnow.com. Root for me, people. Root for me. We're doing a 30. I definitely need the support. We're doing a 30-day detox. Clearly, I don't have it here. And the 30-day detox is you can eat fruits and things that they suggest. And you can eat that as much as you want with taking their supplements. So we'll see how that works out. Let's see how it goes. Yes, we will definitely, we will keep you posted every week. Right. And I'm hoping that talking about it on this podcast is giving me a certain level of accountability. Okay. Like I don't want to let the listeners down and I can't even front because I know you'll out me. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely will. Absolutely will. So I will, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. Okay. Now what I want to start. And thank you to Jesse and the doctors. Like they are like, like totally next. And by that, I mean, She's already texted maybe five or six times today. Right. I mean, she is really like, she's not only like a health coach, she's really an accountability coach. She, a text just came in like, Envy, did you find those tomatoes? I know, I know. Yeah. And because Gia sent me to fucking 17 different stores looking for uh, organic grape tomatoes. Or, organic grape or cherry tomatoes because right. that's on the list. It has to be organic and it has to be grape or cherry tomatoes. Now, it can't be it can't be organic heirloom tomatoes right. or vine tomatoes right. or any of those other 16 tomatoes that you read off to me that they didn't have I know, I know. in the store. I know. The funny thing about it is this this detox will have you searching for shit. You'd be like, what the fuck is this? I didn't even know that red bananas existed. Yeah, red banana. Gia had me go to fucking five different stores today. Oh, it was 17, see? I was exaggerating. <laughs> I didn't go to 17. I went to like five different stores you did go to looking for grape tomatoes. Then I found it and it was like, well, those grape tomatoes are not organic. And I'm thinking to myself, fuck, I'm like, how the fuck And then I know? knew you were tired because you were like, so babe, it's just going to be cut up in small portions and put in your guacamole. You think it really matters? I said, look, if I'm doing this, I need to do it all the way. I can't cheat. I can't half-ass do it. Like, if we're going to do it, yeah. we have to do it right. So My liver and kidneys need a break, apparently. So your boo-boo went to five different stores to find your motherfucking yeah, I mean, grape tomatoes. Grape tomatoes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Now you know how I want to start this podcast with giving Gear a round of applause. If you're out there what? and you're listening, give her a round of applause because she did something that I didn't think she was going to do what for at least about? another 10 years. What are you talking about? No, not taking in the butt again. I'm talking <laughs> about... Because you're dead on that one. I'm talking... <laughs> I'm, talk- I'm glad I pleased you in some other way. What are you talking about? I'm talking about you allowed Madison Casey to fly across the country. Oh! without us now if you if you know madison madison is our oldest child she's 16 years old that really uh we treat her like she's five they listen um she can't cross the street that's not rashawn no no stop it right now stop right there stop right i really need you to clear that up. please i'm talking don't cut me off please i need you to clear that up you're cutting me off please (laughs) rashawn i just ask clear that up do not perpetuate that nonsense people believe that she's not allowed to cross the street when she's able to drive She's able to drive. Well, she the, drives, but people believe that she really can't cross. Well, she the street. drives with me. You know why? Because that's what you've told them. No, but she, she's and not, they lost their I senses, told you the their story. senses, I and t- they believed you. All right. So, true or not? 
You'd ask her to go get a charger out the car one day when you're at the hair salon a couple of months ago. It's not that she's let not me, allowed to cross the street. Just, it's that she doesn't have experience crossing me, streets because we live in a cul-de-sac me, and we also live in an area where mm-hmm. there are no sidewalks. And because of that, she's not allowed question. to j- walk to her friend's houses because I don't want her to get hit by a wayward car. True. So it's not that she's not allowed. She just doesn't have any experience crossing streets. That's all that it is. Can it's because of where we live and how our streets oh are goodness. situated la, but la, i crossed la, the street probably when i was seven or eight years la, la, old la, la, la. she would have been allowed to do the same if we had streets la, and if la, she la, lived la, la. in an inner city la, 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 la. okay true or not true give me a break you were at the hair salon true or not true? you're gonna tell that you're gonna say this again true or not true? okay i was at the hair salon continue you asked madison to get your charge out of the car you can speed it up let's go true or not true yes it's true madison looked out the window and said Mom, I can't get it because I can't cross the street. Is that true or not true? Just answer. That is true. All right, I don't have nothing but else to she, say. But it's not she that she's not allowed. Oh. It's that she just didn't have any experience. Right. Okay, now true or not true? True or not true? Do we not have sidewalks? What you mean? Do we have sidewalks the in world, our area where we live? The world has sidewalks, yes. Where we live, are there sidewalks? I don't know. I never walked. Okay, no, come on, come on, come on, come on. I played your game, right? Are there sidewalks? No. Now, let me ask you this. Ask me. Now, be honest. Would you feel comfortable with Madison and, say, another friend walking from our house to across town to maybe another one of her friend's houses? Because where we live, the houses are spread apart. They're not on top of each other. Like, to go to your next door neighbor's house is a little bit of a walk. Like, you got to walk. You got to walk up the driveway and up to the front door. It's a little bit of a walk. So, to get to her friend's house that lives, say, across town, would you be comfortable with her walking from our house to their house where there's no sidewalks? I wouldn't be comfortable if there was sidewalks. Explain. I just don't want my daughter walking regardless because I'm, 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 I'd rather drive her. It doesn't. Have, the sidewalks have nothing to do with it. You won't even let our daughter play in a cul-de-sac. That's not true. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. Oh that God. is not. Now, that's just a bold face, bold oh face lie. I need you to admit that. Goodness. Look at me. Look at me. When did you? I need you to admit that. Madison is allowed to do the most. She is allowed to do everything. I don't say no to that girl. On any occasion, well, I just make sure okay. that I facilitate her doing whatever she wants to do in a safe mm. way. And that's all that it is. Now, let's talk about this flight to L.A., right? No, I need you to acknowledge what I just what? said. Don't just change the subject. I need you what? to acknowledge what I just said. Acknowledge what? So, you have no problem... With her... Well, I know that you said that you don't want her walking, period. Regardless. Which kind of puts you on the strict train. That kind of makes you like... Because if we had sidewalks and she was with a group of friends, I would let her walk to her friends' houses. I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's just that there's no sidewalks and there are a lot of young, inexperienced teen drivers. And I mean, how many times have I been driving in our town and a teenager almost hit me or damn near run a stop sign or something like that? I just don't want her to get mowed over in the street. That's it. And... I wouldn't have a problem with her walking to her friend's house. It's because of the lack of sidewalks. And because we live in a cul-de-sac, when she does leave our property, like it's not like she's crossing streets. She just, our town doesn't have streets, so she's inexperienced. I want you to acknowledge that. Acknowledge what? What I just said. Like, what are you, like, seriously? That what? She doesn't know how to cross the street? 
She does not know how to cross the street. That's I not what I said. That. So now, so now the, the entire point is completely lost <laughs> on you, right? That's what I'm. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying the whole point is completely lost on you. Is it lost on you? I just it's, want to know because I made it very clear. It's lost on me. The what I got out of what you said is our child does not know how to cross the street at 16. Okay. Do you acknowledge that there's a difference between not knowing how or not having experienced having experienced doing that and not being allowed? Yeah. So you acknowledge that she, that there's a difference. Yes. So which one is it? Is she not allowed? Both. She's no, not no, no. Allowed. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? It's both. Why are you? So okay, let's let's be real. So she's not allowed to cross the street, but she's allowed to drive thirty miles yeah, in the street in a vehicle. Yeah, because she's driving with me, just like she can cross the street with me. Just like she can go in the mall with me. It but has if you nothing take, to do if you take, with you with if it you being take you. Me out of if the it's ca- just the, about the if it's just about it's making it totally childish and saying that she's not allowed to cross the street. That kind of insinuates that I don't trust her to cross the street. That I think that if she crossed the street, that she's going to get hit by a Mack truck because she's not capable of crossing the street. That's the insinuation, right? So if she's not. If she if she lacks those capabilities, regardless if you're sitting in the passenger seat next to her, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be completely off and leading people down the wrong path to make them believe that she has the capability to operate a vehicle right. in traffic at 50 miles per hour but can't cross the street? Uh, let's let's ask her right now, right? Madison. Huh? You just called her. Maddie. Madison's in LA. Yeah. Madison, okay, say hello yeah, to the yeah. people. Hello. Now, Madison, just yeah. answer honestly. Are you allowed to cross the street? <laughs> oh, you think that's funny, Boo Boo? Talking to Mike here. <laughs> Are um, you allowed to cross the street? Be honest. Talking to Mike. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Madison, now let's talk to Mike. Let's be clear. Are you not allowed to cross the street or do you just lack experience crossing streets? What? Can't hear you, boo-boo. Yeah. I I can't hear you. Madison's in LA, by the way, guys. Madison? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're taping a podcast and we just mentioned you, but go ahead. So Um, are you not allowed or do you lack experience? I lack experience, which makes it so I'm not allowed. That's pretty both. Like, hold I on, said. hold on, give me the phone. No, I'm going to put it into oh, okay. my mic. Relax. So, Madison. So, do you believe that if you wanted to cross the street, if you were with your friends and you wanted to cross the street, that you would have to turn to one of them and say, "I'm not allowed." Oh no. Okay, because you have to be clear, because the world thinks that you're not allowed to cross the street. So you have to be clear with the words that you choose, because it leaves an impression. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, are you allowed to cross the street, or do you just not have experience crossing the street? I don't have experience. Okay, and, and, and clear this up for me. Why do you not have experience? Because there are no streets to cross Exactly. All right, exactly. Maddie. Exactly. Love you, baby. Hold on, hold on. I have one more question. Now, Madison, do you believe that if there were streets for you to cross, meaning if we had sidewalk wa- sidewalks, do you believe that you would be allowed to walk to your friend's house? So if you were at your friend's house in Smoke Rise and wanted to walk to another friend's house, do you believe that you would be allowed to yeah. do that? No. 
No. Okay. Wait, even you. if there were sidewalks, you don't think that I would let you walk she from said one? Fr- no, oh, damn it. Can you be quiet? I'm asking. I'm being clear. What? Maddie? Yeah. What'd you say, babe? I said no. Okay. I said no. And why don't you think you'd be allowed to walk from one friend's house to the other? Because you don't let me do that. Thank you. That's all I have to say. That's she, I just want to ask one more question. It. You said if one more you're not allowed, then how is it that you've done that before? I mean, I've had to beg you, and I've had to be in a huge group of friends. Right. And what was my main concern? That you didn't walk in the street, that you walked on people's lawns, correct? That I was on the phone with you the entire time. <laughs> Well, I want to make sure she didn't get kidnapped. See? But that you but that you walked but that you okay. walked on the lawns though, right? Yeah. All right. Exactly. Thanks, Ma- boo. Love you. Love you, too. you having fun in LA? Yeah. All right, baby. Love you, miss you, sweetie. Love you, miss you too. Mm-hmm. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. See, so like I said, the poor child is scared to cross the street and scared to, she has to she beg. Not, now, now she said that she was scared. She has to beg. Now let's talk about this LA trip, because this is what I was surprised about. Now, uh, Madison wanted to go visit her godparents in L.A., right? And uh, when she wanted to go visit her godparents, of course, you couldn't go because you had the babies and I was in Africa. Mm-hmm. So we tried to figure out a way that she can go. And she was like, I'll fly by myself. And I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to go by with your mother. <laughs> you know, um, so she asked you and you said yes, now, what made the strictest mom in the world allow her daughter to go to L.A.? Let's hold on one second. So now you're calling me strict. I'm just joking. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want to know. Do you think that I'm a strict mom? Let's be real. You're a little strict. What's your definition of strict? <laughs> What's my definition of strict? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's a couple. Um, the fact that uh, Madison <laughs> can't ride with anybody in the car but an adult. The fact that um, you're strict, damn it! <laughs> you're, you're strict. No, no, no. Go ahead. What's what's your definition of strict? Because if you're going to label me, I just want to make sure that you understand how you're labeling me. Okay. That's all. I, all right. So, what is strict? Hmm. Uh, the fact that none of Madison's friends can ever drive her at all. No, no, no. That's no. That's, that's an strict. example. I want a definition. How do you define strict? Um, let me, let me look it up. No, I, I just did. So I just want to know. So uh, I have it on my phone. Oh. So I just want to make sure that I, I, your definition is in compliance with the actual definition. I think strict is going out to the norm to protect uh, your child. I, I think that would be a, a great definition. No. Doesn't have doesn't the definition doesn't say it has anything to do with protection. Let me read it to you. My name is not Webster. I don't know the definition. But okay, strict adjective, demanding that rules concerning behavior are obeyed and observed. Okay. Our rules, or since you want to put me on an island by myself, my rules mm-hmm. aren't about behavior. We don't have any behavior issues with Correct. Madison. My rules are about safety. So being strict doesn't necessarily apply to our situation or the way that I parent Madison. I'm not strict. A strict mom 
wouldn't allow Madison to do all of the things that she's allowed to do. Like Madison what? Madison goes to her friend's houses and she's there until three, four o'clock in the morning. And at four o'clock in the morning, I will get out of my bed and go and pick her up. Mm-hmm. Some of her friends at one o'clock, one thirty in the morning, they're able to walk home. Their parents aren't strict. Do you know what I mean? Correct. Me. I don't have the. I don't think that. Go ahead. Me, I allow her to do everything. If she wants to go to the mall, she wants to go to a friend's house, she wants to go to parties. If she wants to go to parties where there's drinking, I allow her to because I know that that is what her friends or her peers are doing. So I don't have a problem with that. I allow her to do it because I trust her and I trust her decision making and I believe that she won't participate in that behavior. So... It's not as though she's disallowed from doing things that other teenagers do. She does everything. I just do everything within my power to make sure that she does it in a safe way. So when you use the word strict, people, it's just kind of like the assumption that you're talking about a parent that doesn't let a child do anything. Mm-hmm. Like if I if I didn't let her leave the house because I was worried about her safety. So I kept her in and, you know, she's not allowed to do this. She's not allowed to, oh, they're, they're drinking there. You can't go. Or this is happening there. You can't go. Or you shouldn't be out till two o'clock in the morning. Or no, I don't allow sleepovers. Madison can do all of that. She can do all of that. So I don't find myself to be strict and it's not necessarily about behavior or me trusting her. It is about her safety. So to me, that doesn't fall under the definition of strict. So what allowed you to take let uh, let her go to L.A. by herself on a flight? Because I was surprised. Because we got that service, the unaccompanied minor service. That didn't work. Well, I'm telling you why <laughs> I did it. Well, because we exp- did get that let service. Ex- let me explain to the people what, what I well, what we thought we did. We booked a flight on Delta and there's a service where they have where somebody can actually walk her to the gate. So we set it up so that uh, her grandmother, my mom, would walk her to the gate because the flight, my mother lives 10 minutes away from JFK. The flight was early in the morning. That way we wouldn't have to be late. Not a problem. I was in Africa. Cool. When my mother gets there to check her in, she's not allowed to walk her to the gate. Mm-hmm. They says because she's 16. Now, mind you, when I called Delta, Delta told me that I could and I actually had to put your name on there and my mother's name. Mm-hmm. They said that that couldn't happen. So now... Madison had to walk to the gate by herself. What happens? Well, they called me and told me that they wouldn't let her, they wouldn't let your mother take her all the way to the gate. Correct. So I told my mother-in-law to walk her to security. And I told Madison that as soon as she was through security to call me and I'll stay on the phone with her the entire time between security and the gate. And I'll stay on the phone with her the entire time while she was at the gate. Right. Um, I told her that I didn't want her to get any food and sit at the actual restaurant to eat, that she could buy food and then take the food to the gate and eat at the gate where, you know, the people that deal with the counter could. The agents. Yeah, yeah, the agents, agents. whatever they are. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that she was within eyeshot of them. Correct. So. That's what we did. So what allowed you, what what made you say, okay, I'm going to allow her to fly six hours across country well, by herself because, on a plane? Because an airport is one of the safest places that you can be. So I'm not too worried about 
anything happening to her once she gets past security. So once she's past security, I know that there's no weapons. I know that everybody that is in that airport is accounted for in some way. You have to give your passport, your ID, your whatever to get through. So it's safe. So I was comfortable with the idea that as long as I'm on the phone with her Mm -hmm. until she gets on that plane that she would be safe. Now, how was your heart during the whole flight? The whole I was actually, I was okay. I was okay. I was okay. I told her that when she got on the plane, she, I told her to take a picture of the person that was sitting next to her mm-hmm. <laughs> and to send it to me. I said, just be real slick about it. Don't let them see. Turn off the volume on your phone so that they don't hear the click, but just kind of very discreetly take a picture of the person. Because remember, um, that situation with the girl that was flying as an unaccompanied minor, mm-hmm. They had the service. I think she was younger. She, I, I believe that she was younger. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and she was sitting next to a man. Right. And the man molested her the entire flight. I remember that. Mm-hmm. He molested her the entire flight. And the flight attendants, because, you know, they, they assign a person to you to look after you right. and to make sure that you're okay. And that flight attendant had no idea. No clue. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. And she was molested. I remember so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so anything can happen to anybody. So I just try to make sure that I take as many precautions mm-hmm. as possible to make sure that, you know, my children are never victims. You know, nothing may ever happen, but... Damn it to hell as their mother, I'm going to do everything in my power to see to that. So I had her do that. She told me who was sitting next to her. I told her strike up a small conversation just, you know, to become a little familiar with the person sitting next to her. And um, that was it. And well, she were, wasn't, it wasn't the person really next. It was a person kind of like across from her because she had like a single seat. Yeah, I made sure she was in a with, single seat Exactly, with the window. Right. So, but I just wanted to know who was in her proximity. Okay, so I'm very proud so of you. So I felt confident and then it didn't work her uncle was picking her um my best friend Rashid right was picking her up in LA that's who she was going to visit Rashid and Sasha so he got to the airport they wouldn't let him to the gate right to pick her up so she called me as soon as they landed and then the flight she couldn't get off the, the plane for about 45 minutes for some reason mm-hmm. so she called me periodically during those 45 minutes and when she got off she called me and I stayed on the phone with her her entire walk to baggage claim until she met Rashid and I was like okay now you're good wow I was I was very proud when Mad- when Madison said she wanted to go to LA to see her uncle I said okay I said, I can't take you. I'm in South Africa and mommy can't take you because of babies. I said, I don't know how you're going to make this happen, baby. And she was like, well, let's just ask mom. I said, okay. And I was surprised. Mm-hmm. So everybody give Gia a round of applause. Stop if you're out there. it. I'm not strict. Stop. I am not strict. I am protective. There's a difference. Okay. All Will right. you acknowledge that there's a difference between strict and protective? There is a difference. You're not on my team. I am on your team. You're not on my team. You just and when I got home, I seen that you watched six criminal investigations. I told you stop watching criminal (laughs) investigations. Watch the Christian Mingle channel. Watch. There's no Christian Mingle channel. Watch the Christian channel. Watch HGTV. Watch the the positive (laughs) stuff on television. All right. Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long term health. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients that are personally tailored to your exact needs. It's easy. Go online. They have a quiz which asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. 
makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need in just a few minutes. All right. Now, it's simple. Just go online, do that quiz and they will tell you what you need. All right. All for about 20 percent less than similar brands at local drug and health food stores. For 25 percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit careof.com and enter code Casey Crew. That's TakeCareOf.com and the code CaseyCrew for 25% off your first month of personalized vitamins. Check it out. You need vitamins. You need to stay healthy. Care of. Now, I want to get to email of the week. Now, uh-huh. now, this has nothing to do with relationship. I just thought this was funny. And and you do this well. And I always tell people you do it. All right. Hey, Gia, I've been listening to the podcast for a few weeks now. I love it. I work outside dealing with people all day and listening to your voice is really soothing. And I'm also trying to implement the way you interact with your kids and hubby in my life, too. How do you keep yourself from yelling and screaming at the kids? I yell so much and sometimes curse, then feel really bad after. Um. Did you sometimes feel anger towards envy for having to put your career away to focus on raising the kids? I have always put uh, an advance in my career on hold because I have to be the stable parent since my husband's schedule always changes. It's not by his choice. It's by the department's choice. He just has to follow orders that are given to him. Okay, so let's first talk the kids. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I can say about you is, you know, when people ask about gear, I say patience. Like you have patience with everything in this house. You don't scream. You don't <laughs> yell. You know, um, right before we started taping the podcast, Jackson came in here talking about he he had a pain and, and he, he was, hurt his wee wee. He hurt his wee wee. <laughs> and, and the thing that hurt his wee wee, he, he wanted to go get so he could show you what he laid on. And I'm sitting there like, look, bastard. <laughs> what? I'm just joking. Like, look, you little bastard to get out of here we got to take this podcast we, we don't hurt now does it but you sat there and you were so calm and collect and then he came with his six cars and wanted to show you his six cars and i'm like we got to take the podcast you're like babe just give him one minute and i'm like if you don't get them those six cars the fuck out this room but you are like so how do you have the patience and don't um, yell and scream i should say well i've always been a very patient person right and for me our kids look at me as the fixer Uh I fix everything. If there's something wrong in their lives, if they're hurt, if there's a problem at school, if there's a problem with their friends, if they're upset or anything, Mm -hmm. they rely on me to fix it. Correct. And if I don't have patience or if I'm hot-headed or irritable, then I don't have the power to fix their problems. Right. And I always want to make sure that I create an environment where there's nothing but trust between me and the kids. Mm -hmm. And if they feel as though mommy doesn't have time for them or mommy doesn't care or mommy's not interested or, you know, mommy's doing this while I'm trying to talk to her or mommy's trying to rush me out, then that doesn't provide for that trust. Right. You know, so... I deliberately, even if I'm rushing, even if it's something trivial that I know is going to take a lot of time, Mm -hmm. I'm deliberate about taking the time to make sure that they feel warm and cozy and confident that whatever it is that they're going through, I'm going to make it better. So it is part of my personality, but even if it wasn't a part of my personality, I would make sure to display that regardless. Well, how do you... Kind of like, and I'm telling like, you this because like, I can't do it. Kind of like at, at at your job, you know, your boss may be nasty to you, rude to you, demanding, and awful. But 
you kind of know it. if you want to keep your job, you have to keep yourself in check. You can't yell. You can't scream. You can't curse. You have to be responsible for your own actions, even if you don't feel that you're being treated with the same kind of respect. That's a deliberate way of being. Well, how do you push off the anger and, and the fact that you're, you know, at your, your last wit you know like sometimes i'm I'm so like i'm tired i'm like i don't feel like it right now like you know our kids are coming in and they argue like so and so hit me and i'm like y'all really want to do this with me right now and then they'll look at each other and be like no and they get out but you <laughs> you will sit there and be like okay explain what happened and then it'd be like well jackson was walking and then jackson tripped and then he hit me on my arm and then i said jackson don't hit me and he said and you'll sit there and listen to the whole conversation it'll be a 45 minute conversation and i'm sitting here in bed like oh my gosh you drowned me right now because i look at it as though i'm investing in my kids right no can you stop that? I'm sorry. Thanks. I rub my leg. I don't know why you I do that. perpetually rub your leg. Nobody hears it on the every podcast. Every time that we do a podcast and it's just shh, shh, right. shh, shh, shh. It's the most annoying thing. I don't know if they can hear it or not, but I can't deal with it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So I look at it as investing in our kids and it doesn't matter what part of me I'm investing, but I consistently want to invest with them. So what you're talking about is really investing that time Mm -hmm. to hear what they have to say. To me, it might sound ridiculous or like I said before, trivial, but to Jackson, it's important that that bear hurt his wee wee. You know what I mean? When he fell on it. So you can't just look at it from your view. You have to look at it from the view of a three-year-old. Like that bear assaulted him and now his wee-wee hurts. The boy. The boy. part. Wait, the, the hole. The, it's like, not the whole thing, just the hole. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, climb up here. Let's pull your pants down. Let mommy look at your wee-wee and I'm going to make it feel better. Don't worry. You but, know? But the funny thing is, he was like, let me show you what did it. And he comes back with a piece of feather. It wasn't a feather. He plucked some fake fur out from the bear. I guess that's the part where he fell on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he said, "This is this is this feather was the part." I'm sitting like, if this kid don't get out of here, he just, but whatever. He, but guess he, what? He just came in here and got a hug. But guess what? what it was important to him, right? And you know, people always want to be heard out. They always want to be heard out. It doesn't matter if you're talking about a three year old or a fifty three year old. People like to be surrounded or in the presence of people that make them feel important Mm -hmm. that make them feel listened to right and i think that that is so important in this world like you know what winds up happening a lot and i've experienced this a lot ever since like i remember being in high school even up till now Mm -hmm. and it could have been in the cafeteria with a group of girls or even now i can be out to lunch with a whole big group of girls and you'll notice that it feels like there's always that one person at the dinner table or at the lunch table that's trying to talk Mm -hmm. that is trying to tell a story or give their point of view and there just may be something about their personality that kind of lends itself to them not being assertive enough or Maybe people may not find them interesting enough or they may just be a little bit more submissive. But for some reason, the table or the group doesn't pay attention to them. Like they're talking and then people talk over them or they're talking and their point just kind of fades away or they're talking and then people don't respond, but they're just not effective. 
that hurts my heart. I will always be that one person at the table that I'll have my elbow on the table, my chin resting on my hand, and I'm giving that person 100% of my attention. Whether Mm -hmm. I'm interested in what they're saying or not, I will ask questions. I will have a back and forth because you're not going to feel as though no one pays attention to you. You're not going to feel unimportant. And I've always done that because I can imagine how that feels. You feel like you're lost in a group of people and you kind of feel like everybody around you is kind of playing you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I really kind of absorb that negative energy when I feel it around me. It Mm -hmm. hurts me when I'm in a group of people and someone doesn't feel paid attention to. Gotcha. So- if I can do that for someone that I barely know, you're damn right I'm going to do that for my kids. And I admire that about you. That's one thing that I, I'm starting to do more, but it's difficult because sometimes when you fed up, you're like, nah, just leave me the fuck alone. And, and and that's just the world, you know? So with the fact that when your kids come in here and, and there's something small to, to the fact that even if you're in the middle of watching TV or in the middle of a phone conversation, you're able to stop and be calm. And I admire that. Well, also, thank you, baby. Also, what she said was sometimes she loses it and she yells, screams, and she also curses. Right. It's really important not to curse around your younger children. Absolutely. Especially older children, you know, I would say around like maybe 13 and up. I don't think it's as bad as long as you're not cursing at them. Right. They're in this world and all of the music and the culture and Mm -hmm. everything is, there's nothing but profanity and they are exposed to the worst of the worst. And if you parent them properly, then curse words aren't going to hurt them if Correct. they're within earshot of it. But there's a couple of lines with the older ones, in my opinion, and I know a lot of parents parent differently, but in my opinion, even your teenagers shouldn't be allowed to curse in Correct. your presence. Right. Hopefully they don't curse outside of your presence, but especially not in your presence. Right. Um, like for instance, I think that I don't think that Madison curses outside of our presence. I just think that's not her way of being. Right. But Logan may. I'm sure he does. You know what I mean? Like Logan may. I could see him letting a few off or whatever. Right, right, right. But he's definitely not allowed to curse in our presence. But as far as the younger ones, I think that it's important not to curse in front of them. Because if you do, it shows them that that is the way of life. Absolutely. That cursing is acceptable. That it's okay. That maybe they're not allowed to do it, but... It's okay. And then they'll take that behavior and it's very likely that they'll make it their own. And if they get popped in the mouth for doing it in front of you, what's to say that they're not going to turn around and do it at school? Right. You know, we'll be at a bat like at a basketball game Mm -hmm. and Logan will be playing other, you know, 14 year olds or whatever. And a kid can miss a basket or whatever. And then they yell out the F word. And immediately to me, it's kind of like. That has to be your way of being because you know your parents are in the bleachers. And to me, it looks so bad. Right. It looks so bad. And to me, it leaves the impression that this is like you're allowed to do this in your house. Like this is your way of being. So if you curse in front of your kids, you teach them that that's okay, And also you're displaying aggression. You're you're displaying frustration but you're also teaching them that that is the way that you express yourself right and you know my dad told me 
when I was younger, um, people curse when they lack the proper vocabulary to express themselves. So they can't let you know how they feel using words. So instead they curse. Gotcha. Now don't get me wrong. There is appropriate times for just a nice, clean cut F you. Oh, I'll throw a curse out in a minute. You know that. Well, well, I know you do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that I don't. Like, mm-hmm. of course, you know, of course I curse from time to time. Um, I just don't try to make it like part of my lifestyle. Gotcha. Like, I don't want to like, I don't want to be a perpetual cursor. But there are times where, you know, it's appropriate and I definitely think that cussing makes jokes funnier uh, at times. Right. So if you, you just said, a, uh, you know, your muffin joke, but if you just said a fucking muffin, I'd think, it, it might've been a little bit funnier, funnier right? Funnier. Like, I'm okay. Gonna, I might've laughed. So um, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not anti-cursing to that degree. What I'm saying is with children, you just want to set the right precedent for them. Right. So if at the very least you can start by cutting that out and, Then secondly, start working on the anger and listen, you and a whole other moms, shoot, dads too, experience the same thing. You know, you get up, you cook breakfast, you have to get your kids clean, dressed, out the door, then you have to take them to school or you put them on the bus, then you got to go to work, work hard, work eight hours, come home, give them baths, cook dinner, get them ready for school tomorrow, make sure that their homework is done. You have to do all that stuff that parents have to do and it is frustrating then on top of it you have a kid that might not be listening that does something wrong or you know just behaves in a way that puts you on edge or maybe it's not even them maybe it's just the stress that's on your shoulders from your day and maybe the week that preceded it and it comes out in frustration it comes out and it's very difficult to remedy that Mm -hmm. because When we are upset as humans, we yell, we scream, we catch attitudes and we lash out. Right. So I understand that. And you are part of the vast majority. So don't beat yourself up for that. Don't feel badly about that. But what you can do is what you did do. You recognize that it's an issue. Uh And then you just take that bull by the horns and you say, you know what? Every single day, I'm going to be a little bit better. And if you make it your business and you're deliberate about doing that, then you'll start to see an improvement. And then what you do is you take that negative energy and you pour it into your kids and you turn it into positive energy. Sit down and, and I don't know how old your kids are. I don't know if you're talking about toddlers or teenagers, but You know, you sit down and you color with them or, you know, if it's an older child, you sit down and you ask them about their day and you talk to them and, you know, you ask them, all right, what's on what's on your on your um, on your playlist? Like, what are you listening to? Or, you know, you get you you kind of bring them in closer so that they feel warm and fuzzy with you. You know, that's something that and you know what? I guess that's where my investment in the kids pays off Mm -hmm. when I see how. My kids are so close to me and they come to me and they talk to me about everything and they tell me everything right. and you were gone and um, it was Easter weekend. Uh-huh. So, you know, Logan's friends all had something to do and they were with their families. Families are coming over and whatnot and we were missing you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Logan comes into the room on several occasions. He's like, hey, mom, what are you doing? And I've been spring cleaning for the past three or four days. Right. So I've been like 
gun ho like on clean mode until like three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. every day on my hands and knees cleaning corners with q-tips and gutting closets and cabinets and everything so i've been really busy so he would come in the room and i'm like he's like what are you doing i'm like oh i'm cleaning boo boo mm-hmm. he's like oh that sucks and i'm like why so i just wanted to hang out with you and i'm like well what did you want to do he's like i don't know want to want to watch a movie or just you know whatever and so one time i took a break and I showed him the first episode of The Shy. I already oh. saw it, but I rewatched oh, it I with him. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Criminal Investigation. No, 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 no. So, uh, you know, I was showing him the kid in the first um, episode that I thought was adorable and a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was telling him because I want Logan to get into acting. He's a little bit interested. So I'm like, okay, so there are a lot of kids in, in this series. So why don't you watch it so you can kind of see like they're right. playing like a dramatic role or whatever. So we sat down, we watched that. And then he left. I got him something to eat. He left. Then he came back and. I'm cleaning the room and he sits down and we're hanging out, but I'm cleaning, you know, so I'm not Uh really talking to him. So he gets up to leave and I'm like, what's wrong? Why are you leaving? He's like, well, you're not talking to me. So I came in here because I wanted to talk to you. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, let me put this dustpan and this broom down. Let me get in the bed and let's talk. And Mm -hmm. that's what we did. But my point is that your investment will pay off in your relationship with your kids. But you build that from a young age and when all kids want all people want is attention Mm -hmm. that's all people want you know i don't know how the saying goes but it's something like this people will forget what you said and what you did but they'll never forget how you made them feel right and if you make your kids feel amazing if you make your husband feel amazing then it all comes back that investment pays off so that's how i would answer that now, there's a second part of the question she asked, which I thought was cool, too. She asked, you know, um, we talked about in, in previous podcasts how, you know, pretty much you put your career on hold. So pretty much I can flourish because at the time my career was going and, you know, you basically sat there and raised the family and, and took care of the house. And uh, let me get her exact question. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. She said, um, did you sometimes feel anger towards me for having to put your career away to focus on raising the kids? I always have to put my advancement in my career on hold because I have to be the stable parent since my husband's schedule always change. So, um, do you feel any anger towards our situation or me because, you know, you couldn't necessarily do what you wanted to do? When you wanted to do it because of me and my career. Well, I did earlier on. And that's because we weren't in an evolved space Uh earlier on. So there were things that I resented about you. Uh So that was just another thing that was easy for me to throw on the list. Gotcha. And I also didn't like the way that you went about it. Mm -hmm. See, in her situation, it seems as though that's just the way the cookie is crumbling. Um, Because of what he does for a living, it's just unfolding that way. Okay. So it's more of an organic way while she's in that situation. With our situation, it was something that you demanded. Mm -hmm. You demanded that I didn't work. You demanded that I be a stay-at-home mom. And every time that I wanted to do something or venture out Mm -hmm. or take advantage of my education or whatever, you put the kibosh on it. Right. And you know, it's funny. 
the other day, um, about two days ago, like I said, I'm spring cleaning. And tell me if you remember this. Mm-hmm. I pulled out a small Louis Vuitton um, briefcase. Mm-hmm. And all of these memories came rushing back where I literally just had to sit down and kind of take it all in what it reminded me of. And now let's see, this had to have been, we were still living in this house. So we've been in this house for about 12 years, right? Maybe mm-hmm. 13 years, mm-hmm. coming on 13 years maybe. Yeah. And this was early on. So maybe 11 years ago, I would say. Um, I had a business idea mm-hmm. that, well, it was, something was offered to me um, in the world of working and I was able to combine it with a business idea and it seemed like it was going to be something that would really flourish. Okay. And I brought the idea to you and you gave me every reason in the world why it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were negative Norman and it turned into a huge argument Mm -hmm. and I communicated to you that I felt as though you were really trying to hold me back and you can share with everyone, and we talked about it in an earlier podcast, but maybe for like newer listeners or people that might have missed that podcast, the reason why you didn't want me to work. But you went over that mm-hmm. and it didn't really end too well. Mm-hmm. And you came back with a peace offering and it was that briefcase. Right. And you said, if you want to take this idea and do something with it, here, I want to make sure that you're well equipped. Right. And you gave me this briefcase. And then about a week and a half later, when I actually went to do it, you pretty much took that whole sentiment back <laughs> at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I definitely resented you because of your reason behind doing it, um, which, you know, you should talk about. Um, well, there was a couple of reasons why I didn't want you to work. Um, one uh, was I felt like if I worked so hard and I worked so crazy, there would be a nanny or somebody else raising our children. If what do you, if you, you mean if I worked, if we both worked, if right? We both worked. If we mean? both worked, mm-hmm. I felt that there would be somebody else raising our children, and I didn't want that. I, I wanted our children to be raised by you or me. Of course, if we needed help, we have a nanny or a cleaning person or somebody. But I wanted that to happen and I think that's the main reason why Madison is the way that she is because you were there 24-7 taking her to ever every activity ever you know and I think that's the way that she is you know and I think that if you were working as hard as I was and we had a nanny I don't think she would be as grounded as she is now Mm -hmm. I don't think she would so that was one and the other part was I was a little insecure and I felt like if you was out and about working I figured you'd find another guy that's more attractive and handsome to me and leave me that was a little bit too but those are the the, the pretty much the reasons why I didn't want you to work you know I, I wanted that stability I wanted when I come home that you were there you know I didn't want to you know we both running and chasing and you see that a lot and I didn't want that you know, that's not what I wanted. I wanted that stability. I wanted that homemaker, that uh, that parent, that all that, you know. And you I, wanted that person that you could come home to every day. Every single day. That was pretty much just waiting on you and pretty much there for you. Absolutely. Right. Um, and 
Yeah, I I I resented that more so because the parts that you communicated to me at the time, it wasn't you didn't really communicate to me so much about, you know, you wanting me to be a homemaker and rear our children. You were more so like I if you work, this is actually what you said to me mm-hmm. once. If you work, I'll be so worried about what you're doing. I won't be able to do my job that I'll be so distracted that I won't be able to do my job. Right. And I tried to reassure you, but you didn't really take to that reassurance. You were more so convinced that if I left our house, I would leave you. Mm -hmm. And that was the furthest thing from my mind. You know, I've never been interested in anyone but you. So, you believing that about me and it impacting me in my ability to have a career did make me resent you at that time. But for the emailer with her, um, I don't think it doesn't seem as though that resentment should exist. Maybe a disappointment that she can't follow her dream or her calling to the extent that she wants to because of her husband's right job or because of his career but it's not as though he's intentionally imposing that on her that is like i said earlier just the way the cookie is crumbling and you know they're in positions where they can make a decision regarding that but if his career um if whatever career he has i think she said something about the department yeah, so it the makes department. me seem as though it's um, makes it seem as though it's law enforcement maybe yeah of probably some nature, yeah, maybe because the shifts change uh-huh or something right um if that is a position that took him a long time to get to that position or if he's really responsible for handling the bills or if his income is like the main the main income of the house and it's necessary then it's just something that it's just you know a fact of life it's just something that you have to roll with absolutely well we wishing the best and gaya gave you guys a, a lot of advice a lot of things that she's been through especially with the patients with the kids and the job and it's about it it's time to get up out of here all right all right again we look forward to seeing you guys april 15th April 15th. April 15th at the Highline Ballroom. Uh, It's sold out and we appreciate you guys for supporting us. Yeah, we added more tickets, um, but they've all sold out as well. They sold out as well, yeah. And I'm still looking, so you guys look out, May 13th is our anniversary. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also Mother's Day, so we're looking for a venue to do like a a party, like an anniversary party where, you know, you guys just come out and celebrate our anniversary with us and we just have a good time and we just have a a great Are you going to DJ? No. <laughs> you just want to enjoy? I'm just going to enjoy. Okay, sounds good. I might DJ for a little bit. I just want to enjoy. We sit back, relax. Everybody has You have to a good DJ time. for a little bit. No. Nah. You have to play a few of my joints. No, nah, we'll tell a DJ. All right. All right. Good enough. Well, we'll see. As I get more information, hopefully the next podcast, I'll have a venue and then we can really. Are you really trying to pull it together in a week? I am. Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. I am. I am. I got a couple of ideas. So. As soon as, uh, as soon as they allow us to do it, I think it'd be dope. Just, you know, it just everybody come on out and party. It'll be a day party. There'll be food. We could just have a great time. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully there'll be food. I guess it depends on the venue. Do you have a venue in mind already? Yeah. I'll tell you. I don't like finding out these things with the rest of the world. Well, too bad. Too sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, baby. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Thanks for coming over, beautiful people. Toodles. Toodles.